you know, and I think so many people are so slaves to the computer and the grid and they're writing music in that way. And music doesn't work that way. You know, Mozart doesn't work like that. Robert Johnson doesn't work like that. Albert King doesn't work like that. Led Zeppelin doesn't work like that. It's the heartbeat. It's breath. It's, you know, it's it's human uh, expression. So you can't let snap it to the grid and the computer and expect it to feel good, in my opinion. We, we, we love we love those weird guys yeah yeah we just i have I, nothing i have nothing else but riffs and plans for shows i don't do anything i else. always i always like to also joke that helmet you know helmet helmet fans are definitely smarter than metallica fans i'm sorry <laughs> that's amazing i just met lars actually here in san francisco he was doing like a whiskey bottle signing down the block from my house at Costco. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to get out of bed and go meet Lars Ulrich and the uh, distiller guy, who Rob Dietrich, who's awesome. Lars he, is really nice, right? He's so nice. The two times I, I met him, he was golden, bro. Yeah. He was so yeah. nice. I, th I thought so, too. I got to hang out with him one night when we were out with uh, Guns N' Roses, and, and he was in. Axel was showering or doing whatever he does, and we were in Sebastian Bach's dressing room. There was a big party going on, and, and so Lars... I was just laughing at Lars Bastian, uh, uh, Baz, Sebastian, and and Baz was good for it. He was making fun of him, so I was like, "Ah, I got so fat, I was I could only wear sweatpants and whatever, you know." And uh, <laughs> it was just it was priceless, and we were cracking up. So we all went. So 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 myself, Lars, Baz, we just said, "Okay, let's go see Axel." So we walked out of the dressing room, you know, green room, whatever you fuck call it, and there are like thirty people behind us, and we walked straight to Axel's room. It was like down the hall. It's in that Oakland. That big thing in Oakland, the big uh, whatever Coliseum, I guess where the Warriors used to play, and uh, uh, or maybe still play, I don't even know. And down the hall, we take a right, we walk in. The, the guy with the the CIA guy with the earpiece, the black suit in front of Axel's dressing dressing room, looks at at us. He sees the three of us, and then the entourage, and he goes, and we're like, okay. So we turn around and we walk back to the dressing room and. That gave us moments of of, uh, of of comedy, you know. It's like Lars, like Lars getting you know out rock starred by fucking Axel. It was so funny, but uh, he's a really good dude, man. He is really, really, and I, really and like. I, I, I hate when people bash him, and you know, and they want to say, but who gives a fuck at the end of the day? Because you, you know who doesn't give a fuck? fuck that guy. He doesn't care yeah, what exactly. anyone thinks about him. He's exactly. super happy, and I will say, none also, of I'm lucky yeah. to have seen him around town just casually supporting his son's bands, his two sons. Yeah, cool, band, cool. And yeah. they're killer. Uh, I hope this is a story I can share. Anyway. <laughs> of, co of, of course. I, I'm not going to you know, tell deep, dark secrets. I don't know. Whatever, know. Like, How do yeah. I know? I don't know. Yeah. I only but, know um, the public. I only know the Paige Hamilton that sits at the end of the stage after a long show and hangs out with everybody and hangs. Yeah, but... not anymore. Not anymore. I'm old and the, and I got COVID and that was brutal. So I I, I, I I've kind of been forced to stop doing that. But the, the 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 notion that that uh, that any of us should uh, give a fuck to to get to the the, the new album, uh, Jackie was like, you, you you've always you've never held back. You've always been outspoken or whatever. And I said, that's that's. That's true, but she said, but this album's particularly, uh, you know, cutting. And and I'm I'm like, well, look what we've been through in this country since 2015, since Donald mm -hmm. Trump walked down the fucking uh, escalator at uh, his his shit show tower or whatever, and tried to turn our country into a, like a you know a, 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 a fucking dictatorship, and is still trying to do so. And so that's completely. I wasn't a conscious choice to write these songs. I wasn't sitting down and going, I'm going to write a political album. But I'm 63 years old, so I got another, 
with all the, you know, drugs and booze and travel I've, you know, put on my body, maybe I can make it to 70. I hope I can. And you get, you, you realize the importance of, of, of addressing things. And so a couple of people have said, you're so brave. And I'm like, why? Like I'm, I'm expressing my opinion. I pay taxes and I vote and I have, I voted since 1978 when I turned 18. I voted for John Anderson versus Ronald Reagan. I guess it was 1980. Uh, but I voted before that when I turned 18. Um, I pay taxes since I'm, I'm going to, if I don't remember exactly, but my father, I wanted a bicycle and I, and he said, well, we got to get you a job. So the bike was $20 and he wouldn't give me $20. But of course in 1970, 71, whatever, that was some money. He showed me how to do my taxes. So I started paying taxes, W2s, W4s, whatever the fuck they're called, 1099s. He showed me how to do my taxes when I was 11 or something. So I have a right to express myself. Just as anyone that thinks they can scream louder than I can on the right, I can express myself. So a lot of these songs, they just kind of started pouring out of me because, and I'm, and in a way, it was this album wasn't meant to be done, you know, over the last seven years. It was meant to be done now, and and this was the time. And I felt like I was in such a good writing flow, um, you know. With uh, I started doing lessons, and I have so guitar students, theory students, composition students, songwriting students. I work with the School of Rock. I have a couple of songwriting classes. Just had the School of Rock kids in St. Louis to the sound check and show was fantastic. And and so when, once I sit, sat down to write, I you know I, I was in this great uh, flow because I'd been teaching people how to write and how to to practice and how to expand your musical vocabulary and not worry about any noise around you. This is what this is your job. Your job is to fucking sit down and focus on these twelve notes in Western music. It's still melody, harmony, rhythm form, the structure of the song, and text, words. That's, if I'm writing an aria, you know, Mozart for Magic Flute, or I'm writing, you know, Highway to Hell. It's still the same five musical elements. It's not that complex. So how do you, how do you do something unique and different? Well, I've come up, this forced me, you know, to kind of think, because you have all these five students everywhere, like, you know, from, you know, Melbourne to Boise to Seattle to Portland to to Chicago, to Philly, 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 a lot of, a lot of Philly, Pennsylvania area guys, Toulouse, South France, uh, Germany, um, you know, and so you, you're, it's, I, I had to come up with, and everybody has different musical needs, right? Like not everybody, you know, everybody, like I can play, uh, Stairway to Heaven and, and, you know, Highway to Hell or whatever. And so you're like, okay, cool. Let's analyze those songs and let's figure out what it is that makes those songs great. And here's how you can do your own thing. And, and so when it came time to write, I just sat down and it just came out. I just finished a, an orchestra piece for a 52 piece orchestra in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, uh, my friend Patrick Bolton, who is I met as a helmet fan, we're doing my after show chill. And, you know, he had the worst broken nose I'd ever seen from a helmet pit. And uh, got progressively better over the years. I'm like, your nose looks a lot better, dude. Uh, and he's a band director. And so he said, can you write this piece? It's the, it's the oldest high school orchestra in, in, uh, in the country. And uh, so I, the day I delivered that, I started the Helmet record, basically. And, and you know, the song, I think Kenny, looking at the lyrics right now, or the, 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 the uh, folder full of lyrics, I can't even remember the first song I wrote um, on the album. It's probably Makeup, I think, or Big Shot. The last song I wrote was Bombastic, for sure, uh, and Holiday. So those were the first couple and um, that came out. Um, but, but yeah, song by song, I mean, we could 
talk about uh, about the music and the words. You know, it'd be be fun. I think, right? Absolutely. Uh, before, yeah, we, before we jump in, I did want to ask uh, two yeah. quick questions, and then I'll lead the uh, track by track. I'll give you the song titles, and you can just free flow whatever you feel like sharing. We'd love to hear. But I wanted to. I, I also wanted to. I to me. I had a writing teacher that told me everything is political, whether you acknowledge it or not, subtly or not. So I always felt Helmet came to right. me at a time when I was a young adult and a late teen in the New York City, the thriving New York City underground scene, a little bit of hardcore, a little bit of metal, a little bit of avant-garde. I yeah. remember seeing White Zombie at the Continental when they sounded like the Cramps. And I remember seeing Prong when they almost sounded like a brutal slam band and then they kind of turned into a thrash band. From a hardcore yeah, yeah, band, and yeah, Helmet yeah. also transformed from before Strap It On to like when yeah. I saw you guys at Wetlands for Strap It On, which changed my life, to like yeah, now. Cool. So like I cool. feel like I'm not surprised by pop, the political direction. You've always been again, like yeah, very outspoken, even if it was subtle or obtuse or poetic, and it wasn't direct. Right. But like this album's killer. I think it's the direction a lot of people are just find themselves going the last few years, as you can't yeah. keep can't keep it in anymore, and you can't sit sit silent. But uh, what a killer record! But I did want to. Uh, praise like i love the fact that you have like the same band for like the last 13 years 12 13 years yeah it's been great it's unusual yeah. in yeah. not just helmet history but in mu it's hard to keep a band together right and you've managed to tell, tell me about it yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 really it's tough you know and i love uh regardless of what you know what happens in the next 10 years uh I love all three guys and i love i love and i feel like the album benefited from even though you know, I'm writing the music. Kyle, he like was incredible, and and for the first time ever, I have uh, you know I, the songs by Hamilton Stevenson, and because I, like I would, I know I know that I'm gonna have, use a drum machine at home. I play everything by hand and I, on a keyboard over here. I have a drum sound. I have the John Tempesta metal machine uh, drum, uh, you know, DVD, which is incredible. By the way, he's one of my you know, best friends on planet earth. And he gave, get, you know, hooked me up with that. And it's like, fuck it. I have like, I, uh, a lot of the film music I do or my soul album that, that I'm working on. I just, I can have straight up Tempesta grooves. I mean, and I can, you know, massage them and make them work for what I'm doing, whatever. But so I have that, but I'm not going to come up with a five, four drum groove. I, I work for five days just on trying to get a five, four drum groove that didn't suck. And then when I took it to Kyle, cause for, for makeup, you know, and I said, I dude, Okay, it's a Tom thing, but I want it five. But it's 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 not going to be. I don't want lazy afternoon, and I don't want uh you know take five. You know the Brubeck, uh, the uh, Paul Desmond, the song Brubeck. Love love them, but it's you know, and it's you know one two You know, it's Glenn Branca kind of inspired five, and uh, yeah, so he just slayed it. But I feel like you know Dave, like uh, on on bass, I love. He's got a fill in, um, for, I can't even remember what's, what song it is right now. It's the simplest thing. It's, it's uh, oh, it's Holiday. It's in Holiday. And the second pre-chorus, which is the beginning of the song, the intro is a re-intro in a new key, right? I changed, the, I changed the key. And he just did the simplest thing, but it works beautifully with the vocal and it brings so much to the music. And that kind of stuff, having a band that gets you and gets where, gets helmet, you know, um, is so important. Is so important because it's. I've. I can't tell you how many people over the over the years. How many mediocre musicians don't understand how 
the depth of, of you know the musicality in our music you know like i had tm stevens the great bassist from who sang living in america uh, with, with james brand james brand's last bassist miles pretenders learning to crawl yeah, he he i've told the story a million times but he came on the tour bus he's like man it's like helmet it's like a big bowl of ice cream and you dig in and there's spinach inside you know it's like wait that was that was a measure of five and and you didn't even know it because it flowed seamlessly you know because that's the way music works you know if you let it work and uh so i love that or danny korchmar or steve jordan these these musicians i grew up like idolizing on you know reading on the backs of album covers you know and um so it's it's uh it, it's funny that like it's supposed to sound effortless it's supposed to sound like you feel like this you know like acdc does and then you dig into acdc i one example i've been using for lessons for polyrhythms is angus is malcolm's breakdown in bad boy boogie on um, i think it's on if you want blood it's just angus and malcolm and Malcolm's like hitting, hitting all these, these time signatures and, and, you know, it's just groove. He's not thinking five against four or, or three against four or whatever, but he's playing it, you know, it's fucking, cause it's natural and that's a natural thing, you know? And I think so many people are so slaves to the computer and the grid and they're writing music in that way. And music doesn't work that way. You know, Mozart doesn't work like that. Robert Johnson doesn't work like that. Albert King doesn't work like that. Led Zeppelin doesn't work like that. You know, it's, it's, you, it's, it's a human, it's, it's the heartbeat, it's breath, it's, you know, it's, it's human uh, expression. So you can't let snap it to the grid and the computer and expect it to feel good, in my opinion. You know, nice. I tell every metalhead to go listen to Dave Brubeck. I was lucky enough to see him as a kid at uh, Lehman College yeah. in the Bronx, yeah. in my hometown there. Um, cool. I saw him, I saw him too with my mom. <clears throat> yep. My mom, yeah. yep. My mom took me, I got to see all the I don't know what I was. I didn't know what I was hearing, like when I saw Miles as a little boy. But like, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I did. You know, I feel lucky. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. I feel very lucky. But yeah, man, like, uh, what an evolution for the history of the band, and it's still you. You know, like at heart, it's still yeah. it still riffs. It's still your voice, regardless yeah. of what voice you use. So I love that. Like, it, yeah, it you put on the record, you know it's a helmet record. Like you know it. You know. Yeah, it. for sure. For sure. It's, 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 you can't, you can't say it's, it's, uh, you know, I like that my, my favorite moniker is that they've come up with is post hardcore. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. We're post hardcore. You know, like it was industrial metal. First it was indie rock. And then it was, if you even look on, I think iTunes or something, it'll tell you know what it is. It's like, it was, it was indie rock or something, college rock. And then it was, um, and then it was metal. And then it was, uh, you know, a, a post-industrial hard you know whatever and you're just like oh, okay whatever it's it's music you know it's just it's music and it sounds like us so that's that's i think that's the thing i try to encourage with young uh, young kids that's why i'm trying to teach them the vocabulary you know learn work on scales arpeggios and chord voicings it's it's not that's music and that's how you you, you don't you don't recite you know the gettysburg address without you know knowing you know nan, verb noun pronoun you know you need to learn the words learn the fucking language and then you can do something with it. and and there are different schools of thought on that some some people you know think they just want to cop licks and riffs and and learn other people's songs and then develop their own sound that way which is absolutely valid if you can escape those influences and you know meaning the influences are there I mean, there, there are in influences all over the place on this album, 
as far as you know lyrics i surround myself with books of poetry and you know uh, novels i mean i love cormac mccarthy and and uh, tom wolf you know um there's a line i got uh uh in dislocated i think it is he says in um bonfire of the vanities uh he w- walks into a room of glistening whatever the fucking line is what what, what song did i use that that line in uh dislocated i have to look this grinning oh he says grinning glistening boiling teeth and i love that like and i was like grinning glistening i'm thinking donald trump grinning glistening shiny teeth i got no soul to destroy just uh uh just grinning glistening shiny teeth i think that's the line or whatever but uh you know referring to that that those those not just trump that uh, ilk the politicians and their the, the the persona that they're that they're it's that it's a completely an act they're actors you know uh, they have zero interest in the constitution they have zero interest in doing what's right for their constituents the united states of america you know democracy zero interest none they're fucking you know it's a great job you know they gotta they get to fly around on a jet they got whatever it is a two hundred fifty thousand dollar expense account or five hundred thousand dollar expense account a staff an office and so life while none of us have health care that's adequate yeah, and none of yeah. people can't make ends meet and families can't feed their kids so, and they have all this shit for life it's crazy they're promoting um, so they're promoting themselves they're not yeah. they're not doing anything I, I actually heard a statistic last night i don't i i hope it's true because i like to get as much unbiased media as i can get my hands on but of course it, yeah, i try but it was like 70 percent of a congressman or a senator's time is raising fundraising for their own future campaigns, not yes. legislation, not reading bills. Other yeah. people do that for them. Whoa, seventy percent, seven zero. I was like, oh, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. You know, yeah, that's that, rough. That, that's that's really bad when you think about it. But let's go into the yeah, track. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we uh, start with holiday. Yep, holiday. Um, the 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 idea came from uh, uh from. Uh, the last uh, several holidays I've either spent with with my my, my East Coast family, my godson and his his, his family, or my sister, uh, or even like Thanksgiving with my brother and his family in Texas. And I, the we're we're all kind of fascinated with these with with you know Dateline forensic files, you know Peter Thomas that voice. Uh, or law and order marathons and it's murder it's like it's and it's there's so much murder and so so many like evil human beings pathetic human beings that would murder a, a spouse for five thousand dollars or like you know an insurance policy or and it's like it just occurred to me the holidays consist of getting together opening presents you know say christmas uh or uh and then watching you know shows about murder where, where someone's you know child or a wife or you know a daughter was murdered so it's kind of that idea and then this also every time you watch tv i don't have a i don't have regular network tv i stream my my niner games uh and i uh you know anything i watch is usually streamed or it's on youtube or whatever and but when i when i'm with my family or with friends who have you know a gazillion channels um and there are all these it's all this celebrity stuff and i'm like so you know i don't know i've never seen one of these programs one time but survivor the voice the 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 the, uh this housewives of jersey the 
bachelor i've never seen you know and but i'll watch a commercial about it and, and it's enough i get i get it like and absolutely I'll, i'm at the grocery store there's magazines with these people on that that there are you know and i've never fucking heard of them in my life never heard of half the people that get grammy nominations i have no fucking idea who they are cardi b and i heard cardi b and i was like what like this is a grammy artist like wow like why am i you know why am i practicing and studying and pushing the envelope it's like because that's the right way to live life her way is bullshit but it's i I, so i love this lowest common denominator thing you know the the mean chef guy or the all this stuff and so i I started thinking of all these these rhymes you know the eyes on dick what obviously but dumb bass was a quote from a friend of ours in a dressing room in san diego years ago and and it said something somebody had written dumbass on the wall and he was drunk and he's like what's a dumb bass like oh my god so it's stuck with this all these years anyway that stars wars butter gloves uh butter glove i got from um uh, a friend of mine a million and a half years ago there was a band in richmond virginia called butter glove and, he, and i he uh he played it for me um and i just love that butter glove that notion you know uh you know jack off whatever so that that you know and then that hook came i got this soulless cliche idea and a loser on my teeth um and um yeah, that's kind of that song. It's that 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 sort of the 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 numb the kind of numbness of uh, you know how how we become numb to murder and um, the, you know that that's somebody's daughter and then like there's you know this sort of uh, I don't I we when we put out "See You Dead" it was on Interscope. It was an obvious single, right? Mm. Like very catchy song, and the label said. You say slit your throat. I could miss you more right now, or I could slit your throat. We can't with that. I'm like, you're the label that puts out Eminem records, right? So in the hip hop world, it's okay for him to talk about having his baby mama in the trunk dead of the car. In the rock and roll world, when I'm some clean cut boy and it's offensive that I said the fucking line, I want to, uh, you know, so I could slit you, miss you more right now, or I could slit your throat. That that that's infuriating. I'm still dealing with it. I still dealt with it on that song. I had to do it because mm. the song did well apparently and then, then they said we can't play this on uk radio so you got to do words so i just edit yeah that's shitty yeah i'm sorry to hear that gun fluff i believe is the next track gun fluff yeah well it's it's obvious that you know i that we're our, our, we're we're in a pretty fucked up place right now uh and have been for for quite some time um i know uh i read just read something uh after the main shooting um that a guy said it's it's we had guns we've had guns since 1922 we didn't have it's society it's societal but when the the assault weapons ban was in in uh um uh, was a law I, I don't remember i don't know the years biden was instrumental 30 or 40 years ago in, in making it happen the murder rate in the basement when that ban was lifted it's it's increased every year more children are killed by guns in the united states of america than by any other means car crashes disease accidents you know and uh and and that's i the stats i i, I read and I, i've looked at a bunch of different sources i think I, I believe they say between the ages of eight and 18 or something like that is are you know uh so these stats we have a fucking problem you know i grew up with guns i'm from oregon i was born in portland oregon and we moved to southern oregon when i was three or four where our sister was born, you know, got a 12 gauge shotgun when I turned 12 from grandpa hunted with dad, never ever considered turning a gun on another human being. Uh, you know, um, 
AR-15 rifles didn't weren't av available to us as far as I know in the 70s when I was growing up and we were you know had guns they're unnecessary they're they're for made, made for killing human beings they can't identify any of these children uh, except for by their sneakers because their heads are blown apart one bullet to of that out of that gun will you know blow a human skull to, to you know like a fucking you know watermelon we we have a fucking problem, and I'm and I'm sick of hearing these people. You know, with this, the the thought. You know, I had I had in one song I had thoughts and prayers and promises, but um, I changed it to "You suffer fools, you suffocate." I forget which song it is. That big shot, maybe the bridge. Anyway, dislocated. I think it's dislocated. So that is obvious. You know, I you know being facetious. We got more guns than we than you. We won. I I, I love the song. I've love playing it live. It's a bitch to sing because uh, it's there's a I I, I have a rhythmic i have a chorus going into and it's the 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 song development obviously each chorus is different the theme is the same but you know a threats and terror life disaster blinding and no regrets wrong place wrong time all this life uh next one starts with the same first line but then i, I uh this the, the answer line is wrong place wrong line uh, life all this time wrong time all this life when i got to the bridge that shafted laughed at mindless mindless ruthless epidemic epistemic your gun go suck your gun that part for seeing that chorus into that bridge into the rhythmic hits section is requires so much oxygen and i thought i wasn't going to be able to pull it off live in the studio have the op, you know the option of stopping and then starting a the next section but i found live because you're standing up you're singing you're you're you, it's preceded by uh, a bunch of songs and you're in good voice and it's been really working well live. I'm really loving, loving playing it and people have been uh, res re responding. Um, so I, yeah, I just think, you know, like the wrong place, the wrong time, wrong day, wrong side, you know, like that, I, that notion that I have, I have friends that are conservative. I have friends that voted for Trump, people I care for, and we're, we're on the same fucking side. You know what I mean? Don't, don't do what he does and pit, families I mean, families have he's he has he has separated families i mean like he is a, the most toxic pile of shit that we've ever had in american politics and this fascination with his celebrity or whatever when i when i watched the anderson cooper interview with that playboy bunny that he um that he had a, an affair with and she was like he's so brilliant and i'm like He's not fucking brilliant. He's a he's moron. He's not a reader, folks. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a fucking yeah. moron. It's, so anyway. it's wild. Uh, something I have never been accused of being an NYC tough guy is the next track. That's about my ex-wife. Oh um, no. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't follow my career, so I feel okay that I won't won't hurt her feelings. But she's a tough guy, NYC. I met her in 1980. Oh nine maybe something like that when the band helmet formed in 1989 i met her months later um beautiful woman smart only child raised by really intelligent uh parents um and but she was a new york city kid and i was a rube from oregon and and it, there were so many so many times when i that, that kind of condescending uh, uh attitude would would appear and and she always acted so tough and um like she went, uh, th this song was inspired. She said this, to, you know, I was, we were going through a tough time and she was, wasn't, she uh, wasn't communicating with me and there were no cell phones. I, you know, I was literally outside her apartment window, you know, looking cat on a hot den roof, like, Stella! you know, yelling up. And I walked from, uh, 
Avenue B or C and First Street, Second Street down there where she lived to St. John the Divine, which is on the Upper West Side. Uh, I don't know how many blocks that is. A hundred and... Like 125 blocks, seriously. 125 blocks, yeah. And Plus across town. Yeah, so so east to west, a lot of drug dealers and hookers, and I was so distraught, and I just thought it was she had this beautiful, wonderful. I'm happy for her; she's a beautiful, wonderful person, whatever. But but had this cruel side that was so unnecessary, and it, and it took me 25 years or whatever to write a song, <laughs> song about it. Are you up? Are you down? I'm still losing. Um, the retribution punishment thing. Uh, if I did something that she didn't uh, agree with or that, you know, she, she made, she, she was really into, to, to punishing me somehow, like in a, in a, in a psychological way, you know, she's, she was a young woman. I mean, she was 21 when we met, I was 27, I think something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, and she's a much better human being now. And, 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 and frankly, she's a much better human being for having spent 10 years with me than, you know, so. <laughs> all right uh, i learned then, a lot from her too though she i hear you her family i love i love family dearly so that's positive uh the next track is makeup yeah um the good guys bad guys all life choices gone without a trace is what i'm hoping for um th- there's obvious lines about trump in here trump's spe- very specifically politicians i'm taking aim at a lot of you know politicians and public figures that that use their 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 celebrity or their you know status to 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 further their own agendas their own career their own financial standing and you know the words you never meant but you'll say anything it takes you know this person is a very smart credible wonderful person until they speak out against you then he no these fuck she's fucking great you know cassidy hutchins cassidy hutchins and she's she needs help she's fucked up you know so uh uh-huh Right. It's her. Bill Barr, who's a total right wing pile of shit. But he finally saw the light and was like, wait a minute. It was like, no, he's crazy. He's terrible. He was never any good. What do you know? Every single person, if they don't suck his dick, you know, for the for the rest of their life. But one day they will all uh, fucked over by him as Giuliani, as Jenna Ellis. Uh, is Ellis, is she the lawyer that just cried and did the thing? Finally, uh, Sidney Powell, these morons that, that, that drink, drink his Kool-Aid and realize, you know, that he's a fucking criminal. You know, he makes John Gotti look like, you know, Mr. Rogers. I mean, um, so I just, I think there's some really funny lines in here. Bloated, bloated, feckless, orange and dickless. I was very happy about that. Flaunt your lack of grace, which the guy is the least gracious human being we've ever had to, to contend with. I mean, George W. Bush is, you know, making fun of, fun of you. You know, you're, you've got, or George Bush and, the, the Obama and George Bush, the, uh, the I guess the conversation they had when it, it was just say like God, can you believe this fucking guy? You know, you know you're probably pretty fucked. But uh, and the, the notion of competition and rec- recognition and fabrication, you know, um, defamation is obvious. You know, to, to defame anyone that doesn't uh, you know doesn't you know, stand stand in line. You know. Uh, and these basis accusations. So yeah, I just hope he's gone without a trace. I hope, I hope, you know, he goes to prison and we never hear from him again. And so it's been a really, really, really seriously low point in American uh, history. You know, this guy, he's, he's done so much damage. He's just done so much fucking damage. I know. I thought Reagan was the worst guy in my lifetime, but nope. Uh, it can get worse. No, um, no I absolutely. Absolutely. Big, uh, big shot was, 
that was a working that was a working title inspired by Billy Joel Big Shot because that nice. that cor- that fucking chorus groove uh, in, in that song that yeah. song big that song by by the way is just such an amazing song to in in, in my opinion I love love Billy Joel let me yeah did I, you I, mention Korchmar before I think that's he played with him right Danny Korchmar. I don't know if uh, Cooch Cooch produced River of Dreams. Uh, yeah. Danny. Danny. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so he um, and he sp- spoke highly of um, Billy Joel. There's some interesting footage. Danny's very intense. Yeah, uh, Korchmar. He's very very intense. Really, I wanted him to produce uh, Aftertaste and Tom Wally, the president of uh, Interscope, and, and Jimmy Iovine. They were like, "What? What? No, he's like a soft rock guy." I'm like, "No, he's not." He is a fucking bluesy. He he found me like he he found me through my publisher. He's like, this kid is fucking great. He's doing some new shit. And I remember reading his, you know, James Taylor or Joni Mitchell or Jackson, you know, back of album covers, seeing this name. And my my publisher's like, do you do you know who he is? I'm like, fuck yeah, I know who he is. And so we had lunch and we become friends. We've been friends ever since. But. Big Shot was that uh, I'm just I got to do Billy Joel Big Shot drummer that I can't I'm really Liberty bad DeVito. is that who it is the ex-drummer for Billy Joel yeah Liberty DeVito he was from Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels originally and Billy Joel that played. fucking guy that man. dude was a beast oh my god that I just I could not get that groove out of my head um you know and I I, I write little post-it notes on my desk um you know, fire in the hole, Steely Dan, that stomp groove piano solo section. Uh, Machine Gun, uh, Jimi Hendrix, the Chuck a Thing rhythm guitar. I got a couple of ideas from that. That's where Gun Fluff was called Machine Gun. Then it was, then I, then I called it. And Fluff, uh, the F, 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 uh, F-L-U-F is a tribute to my late friend, o, uh, Otis uh, Bartholomew, who was a punk rock icon in San Diego, who was at the very fucking first helmet show we ever played there. And at the last one, he was he was at every fucking show ever. And he had a band called Fluff, uh, and uh, and and so it was kind of the idea, you know, Fluff being, uh, you know, like uh, substanceless, the gun Fluff argument, you know, the substanceless argument. So anyway, that was one of the, the, the posts I had Bloody Well write on here, the piano solo with the breakdown, whatever. I have little notes, so I had Big Shot. And when it was time to title the song, we were in the studio and Jimmy Kaufman, my uh, uh, main co-producer, I'm like, I need a title for this song. He's like, it's called Big Shot, dude. And and I'm like, no, no, that's a Billy Joel song. He's like, fuck that. Who cares? That's the song's Big Shot. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we just kept, we just stuck with it. So maybe it's a little tip of the cap to, to you know, to Billy and and uh, whatever. But I love that song. And it's, uh, you know, that. Uh, recapture his anger seems kind of obvious i stole that from william butler yates as i steal i steal a lot from yates from mccarthy from uh tom wolf from i stole from marvin gay on this album i stole I, mark twain there's a mark twain you know meaning stealing meaning here's a line i love that line it's so powerful and and uh i was when i was thumbing randomly through my Yeats, one of my yates books i opened to a page and it said it's, I think it's a sailing uh, uh, Byzantium, sailing to Byzantium uh, is the poem. And it said, it opened up with, this is no country for old men. And I was like, like what? And so my, I, my, my best friend up in Portland, Oregon, a retired FBI agent who we were literary buddies. We still exchange books and, and talk about books a lot and comedians. Um, uh, I said, dude. And, he, and so he looks it up and he go, yep, 
that's where he got it and because i had no i had no idea that's where mccarthy got the title for that fucking phenomenal book which is also a phenomenal movie by the way uh you know but i read, read i don't know 15 mccarthy books and they're they, you know so so seeing your heroes be inspired by your other heroes is pretty cool you know and there, i mean there's a Jimi hendrix a tip of the cap to jimmy at the end of bombastic where i uh uh because if, if six was nine because that uh, uh we'll get to that song but anyway yeah um we can get to it now <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the next guy. one i feel like i feel i just want to say i feel like big shot bombastic and reprise is like the backbone the spine of this whole record just oh, cool. to me and my listening experience personally as cool. a fan the bombastic is one of my favorite songs that i've ever written um and i it's it's the my danny uh, my guitarist and uh dave were both when i saw them you know separately dan they were just like fucking asshole because uh, that that song is so hard and it's i mean i've got chords on there that no one on planet earth has ever has ever you know thought to play before but like this is a that's a c9 right pretty straight ahead but when I move the, the 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 two bass notes up the the root and the fifth up a half step, you get that, and then down it's gorgeous, right? And I'm singing a basically a pentatonic melody. Why do you care where I come from? So it's it's this pretty melody, pentatonic kind of melody against these jacked up chords. Um, and I just had those I had this chord. And I'm like, God, that's really nice. It's it's. It's a whole other topic of conversation and something that I addressed um, yesterday in, the, uh, in an interview talking about the helmet chord voicings, which are, you know, unique to to rock music or music for that, you know, exactly like they weren't. It was just because I'm a jazz nerd and I'm always working on chord melody and I'm always trying to find cool chord voicings, you know, like because you have to find a chord that has the melody, you know, here's, here's your major seven chord. So you, I had to come up with a unique voicing to play giant steps, Coltrane, and so I do. I've, I've that has all translated into my kind of helmet chord voicing and the vo that vocabulary, you know. And, and so anyway, this song I have a trans godson in Oklahoma in Tulsa. Got to see him on this last trip. Very emotional. Everything the kid in Oklahoma go through at the age of 12, um, 13. Four, dang it, I, I lose track. They grow like, <clears throat> and I sent the this to him and and uh, he was very excited and said yeah i so i said you cool with this if i you know um uh i i if i hear another fucking conservative politician whether it's marjorie taylor green or carrie lake or that don't that that, that you know it's it, it, to my knowledge are not fucking scientists they're not you know they don't know anything about you know gene you know like the you, you know, xy chromosome and what i've read is that we're all born Y chromosome and after a couple of weeks, then it either splits and it doesn't necessarily go just male or female. Ben Shapiro, you know, well, it's very simple because there's male and female. You're not a fucking scientist. And if you think in 2023, we know everything there is about a gene, what's not technology, gene, you know, science, you know, you're an idiot. So a hundred years ago, we didn't know what, you know, it's, you, you're not qualified to speak on this. So, so shut the fuck up. I know in my heart, and, you know, and I've done, I've tried to educate myself that it, it, there is a trans gene. There's that people are born this way. My brother, I, I shared a room with my brother my entire 
you know, childhood until I moved out to go to college. He's gay. I'm straight. Right. We shared, we had trundle beds. Then it was a bunk bed. Then it was twin beds. You know, we'd always like, well, you know, how should the room be this month? I had my playboys, my weed under the dresser and he never touched them, you know, and he, we, we've joked about it later. He, you know, like he would say, cause I didn't know he was gay. I was, you know, we're just growing up. He was my roommate. And he joked about it later. And he's like, and I said, God, you never, I always wonder why you never like use Miss May or whatever. He's like, no, I was looking for your football cards, you know? And I'm like, you know, so he, it's like, he's born that way. That's how you're born, man. It's like, shut the fuck up. Stop telling people who they should be or who they should love. This song is really important to me. It, unfortunately, it's so difficult to play and sing. It's that it's kind of a work in progress. Maybe by March, when we do the U.S. tour, I'll, I'll, we'll have it down. The whole band said this. They were like, damn, it's hard. Anyway, I'm. Uh, it's nobody's business, right? You know, well, who I, I love or buy. What a weird hill happen. everybody wants to die on. It's so stupid. And just yeah. let people live and be happy. Like, of all the live things. Live and let live. Live and let exactly, live. Exactly, exactly. Reprise is next. I know I want to help you get through these. <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if the, you know, if the mountains fell in the sea, let it be. It ain't me. That's the that's the tag to bombastic. You know, mm. uh, if the mountains fell, that's straight out. Of, if six was nine, I did that yep. here. I, I did some treat, vocal treatments and did the whole thing here in my little home studio. And nice. Uh, and then what makes you what you are? Um, that's the you know. So that that's that. Um, that was just a cool cool idea I had. I knew I wanted to do it a, a, a reprise of the makeup groove because it was such a cool groove that five four that five four groove so i when i'm doing a, a piece like that i tend to do pretty much like 95 percent of it here just on my own and i mean i'd say kyle play this for me and then we did two tempos i think 117 and one one i can't remember the other tempo i said i want this groove at two, two tempos and i said i'll play the riff and you uh you just you just play a groove and then i grab what i what i need and, and go on kind of from there so this located um yeah i, I love for some reason this rhyme got stuck in my head abandoned family slamming dj we 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 make one one thousandth of what a, you know a dj makes and i don't know and i'm not going to disparage or speak ill of anyone's talent i couldn't dj I have, because i had frankly i have no interest in it i like i want to play music i play it for myself you know i i don't my bandmates play music in the dressing room before after the show on the bus whatever i'm very private with my music listening i want to be on headphones i've always been like this standard would play far side uh you know or uh or, or square pusher and henry bogdan would play uh hank williams or salhu pe or whatever um uh, you know um and and i just was like i don't need to play my music with it for anyone else it's for me you know so i'm listening to ray fun williams and coltrane and monk and jim hall and whatever and i don't want to subject people to that because i don't give a shit if they like it or not you know um i go through this with my girlfriend she we were driving home from the comedy show last night the snl thing she's like she had pearl gem is her favorite band she's like are you cringing and i'm like no i'm not cringing no it's fine just do your thing man it's all good and they're like i think they're from what i read they're good guys and they do their thing. You great know, guitar like, players. Stone yeah, yeah. and uh, Mike yeah. are great. By the way, really quick, did you see the uh, Monk in France documentary of the lost footage they found? No, I have not seen it's that. Pretty, it's pretty interesting. I'll just leave it at that. And you can, okay, uh, cool, They treated cool. him pretty terribly, right. and he was very funny about it. Like, he, he oh. punked them back, even though they were punking, trying to punk him. Sorry. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I better jump here. I, it's one th I, gotta, I have a 2, two o'clock session on this movie. All um, right. Uh, hey, Paige Hamilton here, and I am on a ship heading to 
Finland. So I hope the reception works, but um, kind of forgotten where we were at. I So I'll go backwards on the album. I know I think we have the last two songs or three songs or something uh, is a is the second movement from the amazing masterpiece. I love Supreme. It's called Resolution. Um, I've wanted to play it for a million and a half years. So it was just a tip of the cap. We did a short version where I did an improv one time through the form and um, and then play, uh, with a clean sound, just imp- uh, laid down the chord changes. Um, it's, it's modal. It's not standard jazz chord changes, but a modal kind of piece. So the changes are open for interpretation. But then I improvised over those changes with a clean kind of guitar sound on my gold strat that i love esp strat um play the head on the same guitar with a distorted sound kind of uh, trying to emulate a saxophone and um, coltrane is one of my all-time heroes if you were to step foot in my house the first thing you would see is a poster of john coltrane you step in my studio the first thing you see is a poster of john coltrane and sonny rollins and clifford brown and another poster of john coltrane and a photo of john coltrane and a photo of elvin jones his drummer so yes one of my great heroes that's that I, th- I don't think we discussed Tell Me Again. I'm not sure. I have a student, um, 14-year-old student, Santiago, really talented kid. He wanted to learn Led Zeppelin Friends off Led Zepp 3, their kind of album with a lot of acoustic stuff. So I, I got the tuning um, with T-A-C-G-C-E. It's a C6 chord. Uh, it was, the guitar was still tuned that way. I was sitting on a stand in my living room or studio, I can't remember. Picked it up and, and kind of came up with that tension idea. Um, resolving up to the tonic and um, melody came out and then I kind of horsed around with some chords because another chords you know work when you're playing an open tuning and wrote the song it's about a friend a very dear friend who uh, let me down and I think uh, let other people down and his family and um, it's kind of painful honestly yeah if I had to write the song and so I did can't think of anything else to say about it the song powder puff was um, that concept that word came from a wire song i think it's mercy the song we covered i can't remember i don't have access to the to lyrics to the internet right now we're on this boat um in the baltic it's essentially about the sort of posturing and misinformation of the the right-wing fascist branch of our government or the I forget what they call themselves, um, the Freedom Caucus or some bullshit. And just the notion that they they can spew all this bullshit, nonsense, lie, and, and then act super tough and like they, you know, uh, like the, the Donald Trump, Matt Goetz, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, um, Jim Jordan. They're just a bunch of fucking douchebags so it's kind of just basically about that the song was really fun to record it was one of those things where the the verse lyrics didn't come together right away um so i kind of pulled those together i had them but i had like 20 versions as i often do and pulled it together in the studio where i finally kind of got the structure i wanted i sang it one day came back the next day or a day later or something because i hated what i had and redid it i'm so glad i did um, the backing vocal, the choir of, you know, me is um, I did in my home studio. I just did that that arrangement with some guitar parts and stuff um, as I did quite a few things on the album that way, backing vocals. I'm going to learn it soon for live. That's that song. The string quartet. Yeah. Wrote, I wrote a sketch, sent it to the a guy that had helped me um, 
uh, orchestrate my or- orchestra piece that I wrote for the 150th anniversary of the Christian Brothers High School in Memphis, Tennessee. And I didn't like what he did. So I, I said, I, I gave him some notes and he sent me a, a rewrite two hours later and I didn't like that. So I decided to do it myself. The leader of the string quartet did the parts on Sibelius. Um, so, but he used my arrangement and that's, that's that. My first ever string quartet. Yeah, I like it. I had a really fun time working on it and I don't know if we're ever going to play it live, but there you go. All right. I think that's the last song. Paige Hamilton, thank you for hanging out with Ghost Cult. We really appreciate you. Congrats on Left.